you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. The Around the NFL podcast is getting another pump in. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. Thanks. Good work on Tuesday, everybody. Thank you. What were you up to in your Don't time, pretend you time away? Don't pretend you You right. absolutely did I not listen to that show. I wouldn't. I know. I did I some scouting. You. I wouldn't blame you. Sparrows? Uh, I listened, of course, to Colleen's new odds and ends drop. Oh, yeah. That was so a checked banger. in, moved to the 25-minute mark. Mark saw that. And uh, heard the beginning of the show. I mean, you couldn't uh, you couldn't miss it. That's number one on the Billboard charts right now. Cardi <laughs> B is. is out. What a production it Colleen's is. In. Um, and you, <clears throat> Mark, the uh, West Hollywood I- Iron Eagle uh, story at the bar, that brought back a lot of memories through the years. There's more times that I could count as <laughs> Mark going around talking to people at a bar. And one thing, I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but like when I'm around for these... I kind of serve kind of like how the Secret Service's job is just to <laughs> stand around and just always have your eyes out. It's like that's what I'll do in those situations. Like, all right, where's the bouncer? All right, is the bartender looking at him? Is there some meathead giving Mark a stink eye? Like, are these talking girls? To some girl this has not been yeah. this has not been happening quite a while. I, I feel like no. the one thing I've thought about this podcast of late, yeah. where Greg especially is a painting me as someone that is <laughs> out on the town like seven nights a week, I mean, which couldn't be farther from the truth. I don't think truth. it's a it's negative. Not it's not a judgment. Well, from you it is, Greg. It's a little bit. Ju- it's, it's been a little bit of a judgment from Greg, but not <laughs> I, from these guys. I no. think it makes you the most entertaining. Yeah, uh, it's also the co- truth. Co drinker I've ever been around. But I don't believe this theory that you have that it hasn't happened. I mean, it hasn't happened as far as I know of since I've been diagnosed with cancer because I haven't been out with you in these situations. But it, it was happen. definitely happening around this time last year. You need someone with you to help set you off and put you into that world. Mm-hmm. And when Wes got taken out of the mix, a big, a big player right. in that arena was removed from the equation. Yeah, I feel like on average it's probably one to three, maybe two to four times a year. We'll get the walk. That I think is very fair. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we have some. We have to make up for lost time then. Um, Yeah. But yeah, you have to ever be ever vigilant to make sure because you're when you're locked in and doing your rounds. Pronouns. Mark. Um, you don't know how other people are going to react to it because it is an an act of randomness that is unmatched in the bar scene in Los Angeles. That's true, but I would, you know, a a lot of drunks get chesty and aggressive. Mark's Mark's is just... I mean, where are we A lot of drunks. No, I'm saying when people get drunk. But Mark's thing is just plain... That's a big difference, though. That was a huge difference in the way you phrased that. I'll think about that for the next six months. Thank you. I did not mean to phrase it that way, but I was defending you saying you're, you're just after silliness and a good time. I, I agree with that. Typically. I agree with that. Um, all right. Good show, though, guys. You did nice nice work. I'm happy to be back because we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, some news going on. A big franchise tag uh, landed uh, this week. And um, some uh, uh, new GM is in place. A new old GM, Greg. And I know you have, you have takes. Because on Twitter, the old Greg Rosenthal was all fired up. 
Yeah. As you're, I've had as enough you Lombardi Hernia in my life. I don't need him back. <laughs> and it's then um, a double banger alert. Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal teamed up uh, for their fun-free agency fits in the AFC, which Mark wrote, the NFC, which Greg wrote. I don't do the NFC. I don't touch that conference when I have the choice. And, um, you know, maybe the re- some of that heat early on in the show is Greg was implying that Mark took all the good players. Let's talk about that. Let's get that out. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Greg had other comments about this column a few days ago <laughs> that might have been a little more heat. Well, I don't. Than I this. don't think. I don't think Mark would totally describe. I don't know if it's a double banger. Maybe it adds up to one banger. Total. It pro- it's probably two kind of, half bangers. Yeah. <laughs> so, so get to NFL.com yeah, right now. Rush over there. And uh, if you hear from my voice, I w- I missed the show. Obviously, I had family in town. My sister and her husband, and they have two children, all in the house. So there was a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. Seventy-five mm. percent uh, of them had a cold. A little C's back. And result. Yeah. So, Greg, if you want to get going on that GoFundMe. So, it sounds like a fun vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a staycation. If- I do think we should literally start a Dan Hansis-oriented GoFundMe for your cold, just to see what might come in. Don't do it. Nobody do it. Nobody do it. Uh uh, Wes is back, went on a nice little trip. Wes, how was your uh, weekend? It was glorious. It was a great three days in Hawaii, and, and I want to go back. It's a, great, it's a great place to go. A long weekend is a great idea, but it's a type of place where you want – I was talking to the Paramore about this. Give me seven, ten days in, in the oh, Pacific deep. I, I, my energy was gone by Monday, but that's, a, I think, a cancer-specific thing. So once I'm healthy, yeah, give me, give me seven to ten. Give me – a lifetime in Hawaii. <laughs> I, by, you know, three hours into the trip, I was scheming ways to move there. Um, all right. So there you go. That's today's show. Let's before we do anything, let's get into the news. And um, maybe for the last time, our producer, and we'll get to that at the end of the show, maybe uh, Lindsay Fulton. Uh, let's do this thing. Sweden, the U.S. and Norway coming to the line. said Zolak to uh, South Korea? Well, I like it. They said U.S. Olympic history, and I feel I feel unfortunate that I, I'm guessing no one knows what that sport was even listening in this room. I have no idea. I would have guessed potentially hockey, but I thought the hockey team you don't know got Diggins? deep sixth. Someone, Jesse Diggins? What was it, Lindsay? It was women skiing. Mm. Oh. oh, good for her and them. I thought it was a man, Jesse good. Diggins. It was I, the first I, time they won the gold medal in the sport. Excellent. I love uh, I love the enthusiasm, though. Very regular, fire. Regular Kevin Harlan for the Olympics. Yeah, it's good to have that heat. Uh, all right, let's start with the Miami Dolphins. They've made a decision. Jarvis Landry, he's coming back. Or, well, he might not come back, but he is under the franchise tag. <laughs> uh, the team announced that they are putting their tag on the receiver. Uh, Rap Sheet reported the tag will pay uh, Landry approximately $16 million and is non-exclusive, meaning... Uh, he's able to negotiate with other teams, uh, but it would cost an outside suitor two first-round picks for the right to sign him. That ain't happening. Uh, but, Greg, uh, your thoughts on this move. I, I know I know this podcast group, uh, and, and nobody seems to believe that Jarvis Landry is a superstar. Uh, are you surprised that the Dolphins put this, slapped this tag on him? No, because I think allowing quality starters in the prime of their career to reach free agency at this point is just bad managing of your team. It just shouldn't happen at this point. You should be able to manage your cap to keep basically every quality player that you want to keep. I would assume you'd want to keep a player like Jarvis Landry. They might not be able to figure out a long-term deal with him, and that's why now we're already starting to hear that he could be a potential uh, trade target for other teams. That Ian Rappaport on Tuesday, Thursdays are up to the minute floated some of those teams. I believe he put the, the Panthers were one of them. The Bears uh, could be one. Titans. The Titans. Yeah. So so we'll see if Jarvis Landry actually ends up there. But I think they'd be okay keeping him under the one-year tag if none of that works out. I just find it interesting because the, the sense that I got from Miami was that they were pretty hot and cold on the Jarvis Landry experience beyond even just the playing field. 
and they immediately turn around and tag him, and it does scream trade to me. And you, Greg, we were talking about the first day is weird. I just think it's a little strange. And like uh, we we were talking offline about how the or online. I hate that comment. We were online. We were not offline. We were on our chat client, but (laughs) so it was online. But we but we were saying that the the NFL doesn't really want teams to tag and trade. It's not something they look favorably upon. In theory, it's to, yeah. what a rule, but it's a rule not enforced with no consequences, which <laughs> seems totally inane to me. It must be February or March if the Dolphins are over, overextending themselves with no direction and no plan. <laughs> I hate this move. And they showed no interest whatsoever in extending him and working out a long-term deal. So you set his value at $16 million. You send him a message that you think he's worth top five wide receiver money via the franchise tag. And you're going to bring him back to run your slot receiver-centric bubble screen offense again? That goes nowhere in the NFL. I don't like this move unless the intention is to trade. Well, you him. probably aren't bringing him back. I, I, from the sound of it, remember they're the but, team. They love putting tags on guys that they don't keep. Olivier Vernon got a tag. They took it away. Charles Clay got a transition tag. Both of them were transition tags. He wound up in Buffalo. So I think they look at it as a tool. And if I were them, I'd be fine paying him $16 million. My guess, and from reading between the lines, is that his initial thought of what he's worth is something that they're just not going to do because it's a three-, four-year commitment to make him one of the highest-paid receivers in the league. But that's a lot different than just paying a guy to play well for one year. It's, I mean, it's, it's a little different to find somebody who's willing to pay $7 million for a tight end than $16 million for a slot receiver. I do wonder, the Ravens last offseason inquired about trading for him. Yet, if you look at their cap space right now, and there's probably some people they're going to move, but they've got bottom seven cap space at the moment. The, I think the one problem with trading him or trading for him is that you you already set his value at sixteen million a year. Tough. I don't. I don't. That's for one year, though. That's not. I don't think he's necessarily going to make that, or would expect to make that on a long. I think he expects to make that. Deal. Uh, moving on. Here's somebody that's going to make more than that. Oh wait, let's hit. Let's hit a little breaking news. Oh, right here in the show. I just figure it's Dolphins news, so let's break this out. Report is out there. Not a huge surprise. From the Miami Herald, Julius Thomas and Lawrence Timmons will be released by the Miami Dolphins. This will open up some cap space in Miami to either keep Jarvis Landry or make some other moves. There's another part of that report that Ndamukong Sue could be a post-June 1st release. He is scheduled to have the third highest cap hit in the NFL behind Garoppolo and Stafford this year, $26.1 million. That's incredible. Well, that's the thing. All these cap space figures where so many teams have a ton of cap space, that's even before ma- most teams make all these cuts. So in the end, the Dolphins, if they wanted to keep Jarvis Landry, for instance, should have plenty of room. By the way, the post-Peyton Manning, Julius Thomas, come back to us. <laughs> he got he, Peyton Manning got a lot of people paid. Julius Thomas near the top of the list. Yeah, you know, was that breaking news worthy? That's the question. <laughs> I think when I think when you're on the Dolphins. No, yes. what you can say is, oh, one other bit of Dolphins news. Oh. When you throw out the break, you're expecting something big. I think it was appropriate placement, yes. whether or not it was breaking. They were the, the, types, they were the types of players when they actually signed those contracts that we would have, you know, had a second or third in the news, like that actually mattered. But now they did it deserve a place in the show? Absolutely. Yeah. Did it deserve the drop. You don't appreciate Greg's debate. Incrementally lowering the standard for breaking news. I don't, wanna, I don't like the We've phrasing. We've had a lot there, of Wes. ridiculous breaking um, news over the years. The phrasing the there is a little harsh, but just I wanted to kind of put it out there for debate. Okay. Let the listeners decide. Please weigh in. Tweet at Greg <laughs> with uh, your comments there, not the rest of us. Thank you. Uh, anyway, moving on. Drew Brees. He is scheduled to be a free agent. I think a lot of people, almost everybody, expects a deal to, with the Saints to everybody, even Greg, who's saying maybe there, there could be some some issues and some you know posturing. Everyone believes Drew Brees ends up with the Saints and continues his career and then likely ends his career there. Well, Brees' representatives are expected to meet with the Saints at the scouting combine to, quote, try to hammer out what is potentially a short-term deal, Rap Sheet reported Wednesday on NFL Total Access. Rappaport expects the sides to find common ground on a deal that will fall between 20 and 25 million annually. Chris Wessling, your thoughts? I think it's it's noteworthy not only that Rapsheet said so nonchalantly he is going to be the Saints quarterback that he's not going to the market that they will work something out. So also noteworthy that Breeze who has been, you know, a vocal representative of the players union is not trying to break the bank to use 
rap sheets phrase, or is not expected to break the bank. I know. That's surprising. I guess I'd believe it when I see it, but if he's taken between 20 and 25, he's dramatically underpaid because anyone representing a quarterback right now is wants to wait to see what Kirk Cousins make. And to, to me, Drew Brees is worth more, at least for one season even, than Kirk Cousins. But, he did not look like a guy who declined at all despite his age last season to me, but he is a guy that cap, did not have a problem capsizing aspects of their cap for... Years. Yeah. So I, maybe at this point in his age, what are you asking enough. for? He can have, have some phony six-year, five-year deal that no one's going to buy into? I mean, he's still going to get paid almost twice as much as Brady, even if he gets $24, 25000000 That's a little misleading, though, because Brady got so much upfront money. He's been getting right around that same money well, against uh, average the, against the cap. Okay. Right. Tommy's been doing fine. I, I think the whole narrative of guys like hurting their cap because they took a huge – so I don't. I think that's. What about I when think he, it's malarkey. What about four years ago when he did it? Though I don't mean now. Right, but that's, that one that's deal all did the hurt. Saint, them. That's all the Saints' fault because they spent so much money on terrible other players. The money that they spent on Drew Brees was great money, well spent, and he would have been worth a lot more if they wanted to get. How it. many yachts do you need? Go get a Super Bowl <laughs> ring. <laughs> Moving on, Marty Herney is the Panthers' general manager officially. The team announced Wednesday that Herney will be their full-time guy. He had be, been the intern GM since. Carolina canned Dave Gettleman last summer. Herney was the GM in, in Carolina from 2002 to 2012. And, of course, Herney was cleared by the NFL last week after an investigation found he did not violate the league's personal conduct policy uh, in regard to a situation, a harassment accusation made against him by his ex-wife. Yes. Wes is the save you just had on your water there. That was impressive. While while talking, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm just uh, I'm ill. I'm under the weather. I'm just fighting through this show right now. That was and you uh, have admirable, massive juggling potential. Warrior is a word. A warrior. A warrior. That that tag fits. Uh, Hashtag warrior. Anyway, Greg, you are a little. <clears throat> you weren't expecting more Marty Herney in your life, and yet here he is, sand- sandwiching the Dave Gettleman era, as it were. I mean, this is the guy who gave. Jake DeLome an extension after the worst playoff performance I've ever seen in a big spot. That was weak. And, and it was clear that his arm was done. And then had another couple of years of regrettable of some regrettable moves after that. It, it I, I it would be like Sashi Brown getting hired by the Browns in, in five years. It would be like or the even, Browns hiring George or Coquinas. Doug Whaley getting a job. Like I would have never yes. I just would have never guessed that he would be a guy that comes back. And maybe they're just doing it because they don't really have an owner right now and it's kind of just a band aid solution. I don't know. Is he like a, a super interim GM now? Is that what I mean he's mean? a permanent he's a per, he's the permanent guy. They needed a GM. Would it be like getting back together with someone that you dated in like two thousand three? Yeah, it's like it's like it'd be that odd and that strange and that hard to explain. To well, and have it in, to in a relationship right. that ended really poorly. And she's sure. clearly not marriage material. Well, that's how relationships work a lot too. Like you go through the relationship, and then you break up, and then as time passes, you a lot of times tend to remember the better aspects. You of forget it. the harsh uh, chaos that was brought with. You it. forget the John Beeson contract. <laughs> right, exactly. You you forget the bad stuff. You remember the good stuff. And maybe that's where we're at. You just don't see it in the NFL. I mean, at outside of like sort of journeyman players that might circle back to the team that drafted them a second time, like bringing back a general manager the second time is hard. It's a hard, weird headspace on a team that is in a super awkward spot. It's almost maybe good for Ron Rivera. He's the only consistent thing they have until maybe a new owner comes in and sweeps everything else away for the eighth time. It's good news for free agents, and I'm trying to think of guys that are... It's good news for anybody who wants to be overpaid. Because like, I can see them being very active this year, trying to get a winning season... Uh, like maybe a Sammy Watkins type if he gets the free agency. So, you know, he, I think Herney will spend some money. Does a new owner come in, though, and just say, bye-bye, Herney, part two? <laughs> Not immediately, I wouldn't think, but you figure he gets it'd be kind year. of exciting if that did happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, Mark, even you, like your, uh, remember you had the woman that ruined your life and you were living in the <laughs> desert in Arizona, homeless in like a van? Uh, strong, strong way to put that. It was, I played a part in something. She put a pause, she hit pause on your life, basically. Uh, yes, I played a part in it, but yes. Um, we've had conversations where you look back w- with some positives toward that situation as well. There are a few. Yeah. I mean, so just it's not a, just an example. not an exceedingly long bullet list, uh, bullet point list, but yeah, some, some, exactly. <laughs> Moving on, Alshon Jeff- Jeffrey went under the knife. Alshon Jeffrey's season-long heroics in Philadelphia 
came with a cost. <laughs> <laughs> little Mark Sessler uh, lead right there. Well, you're reading, you're reading some copy from Sessler. A little copy, a little Sessler copy. I'm looking at your headshot, Mark. I have been talking with the photo department. Um, I've been working on the Peloton bike. I've been trying to watch what I eat. I'm trying to drop 15 to 20 pounds, get my new photo taken to be used on the website. That way, when the new season comes and all that progress is lost and it go the other way, well, the photo stays where it is. Um, not that I think you need a new photo, Mark, but this is a very old photo headshot because I could see you're wearing your tan blazer which has been out of out of a uh, rotation hasn't been in my possession years. in half a decade it's from like six or seven years ago but to Mark's credit I don't know he might look better now than he did in that picture I don't think you really look worse. I think I definitely look better now well in that Same. picture you no look like you're about, about to sell you look a little house. different but that headshot is an odd headshot now. um I blame myself for looking odd in it um <laughs> you look it's, fine Mark it's an odd headshot it is not complimentary but back to the point Everyone, you know, if you want to get updated headshots, if you want to do what I'm doing, maybe we could have a fun, like, headshot day here at the office. I like the pl- I like the there. idea, then. It's time. But anyway, Alshon Jeffrey's season-long heroics in Philadelphia came with a cost, <laughs> right. didn't they, Mark? Well, let's sign you up for an afternoon news shift and see how, that, how you like that. <laughs> Go ahead. I set you up. It did. I mean, he, listen, he got hurt. He got, I actually kind of forgot about this, that he got hurt. In last training camp, tore his, his rotator cuff, which doesn't sound like uh, a lot of fun. In August of this it, season, you're saying? Yeah, like okay. this in his first training camp with the Eagles. Played through it to the point where they gave thought enough to give him a four-year extension. Did an excellent job in the, play, in the playoffs. Helped to win a Super Bowl. 34-yard touchdown in the Super Bowl. And, I mean, I don't know. That's I guess it must have not have been a super serious version of a rotator cuff injury. I'm not a doctor, but it's like... That, to me, seems like something that would be hard to play through as a receiver where you're yes. extending your yeah, arm in every possible way. Probably painful as F. Painful. Good for yeah. him. I, kind I of had, courageous. I had, like, microscopic tears a couple of years ago in my rotator cuff, and I couldn't sleep for a while. I don't know how he played a full season. There one, you go. one thing I enjoyed with Super Bowl week, I'll remember, is Alshon Jeffrey's transition into this kind of I-don't-give-a-you-know-what attitude. And I think his his I, – I heard – from, I think it was from some of his teammates that were saying they were like watching some of his interviews on the team bus and just like crap cracking up because he just it was like Alshon being Alshon. He uh. was just like, I don't care anymore. I'm going to say what I want. And he was trash talking a lot leading up to the game. He was certainly doing it after the game. Definitely gained a, fun a lot of presence, gained a lot of respect for him, like throughout the playoffs in terms of being a game changing wide receiver. We knew that he had done had big seasons before, but the guy's a star. And I wonder, you know, if the the Bears, now that they have a young franchise quarterback, maybe they should have kept Alshon around. He guaranteed the Bears a Super Bowl victory, and they, I, I blame them for letting him get out the door. Yeah, that's true. Uh, moving on, the Colts have made it official with Adam Vinatieri. Another Cessna lead. I mean, you know what? Honestly, I, uh, at this point, we're six, seven years deep into this journey. You've written this story four or five hundred times. <laughs> There's only so many ways to, to get into these things. It's so true. And I'm Vin- sorry. Vinatieri's return comes as little surprise. He told reporters late last season he planned to advance to his 23rd NFL campaign. And that's where we are because the Colts, uh, this uh, from Rapshi, Rapshi busy this week. Uh, they have reached an agreement on a one-year deal, according to a source informed of the deal. The Colts later confirmed the extension. And Vinatieri is in line for a record-breaking season. Uh, he is 57 points behind Morton Anderson uh, for the all-time hmm. uh, points lead in the NFL. I think he's a guy, Vinatieri, it's been talked about for years. Oh, he's a Hall of Famer, what he did with the Patriots. and But if you... Get get this little record on top of it. Not a little one. It's a how, big one. How bad would the no Colts doubt. how bad would the Colts on offense need to be for him not to get this if he played sixteen games? It would be another type of record that we'd be watching the worst NFL offense of our lifetime. I think he had over He has to stay healthy, which is well, right. not, pro- not a problem for if him. If he stays healthy, he's gonna get this thing. I think he had like hundred and twenty something points last year and he needs fifty seven. So barring injury or a really bad Colts mm. year. You're right, Mark. You're Martin Anderson. You just made the Hall of Fame shine off immediately, like 14, 15 months later. Take him off the old uh, top 101 list before it even starts. Wow. Where, you, where, would, where would he have landed? I, I had him in like the 70s or 80s just because of the lack of depth of decent players. It's like at least with Vin- Vinatieri, hey, here's your kicker. You need a kicker? Chargers, for instance? Mm-hmm. Here you go. Someone that can help your team. That's fair. 
Uh, should I mention, by the way, I should mention that it's that time of year again. The scientist down in the lab. Old Zeus are hanging out in the kitchen, but can come down if he wants. Greg doesn't like it, but I can. I have access. <laughs> um, they're cooking up their top 101 list. Do we have? Is it 101 this year? It is 101. Yes. We've got to brand this right because um, it has been 99, 100, 101. But if we stay at 101, I think that, that could really take it to the next level. It's a big highway, you know, around here in Los Angeles. A big so. one. One of the biggest. That 101 oh, needs to have some sex appeal, though. It's been Michael Vick, as we mentioned in the last show, like four times. Yeah. Probably not this Well, time. I want it to be Jay Cutler, you know, peek behind the curtain, who is right around <laughs> yeah, 101. pretty great. And Wes immediately was like, I wouldn't sign Jay Cutler oh, if boy. I had eight different teams. <laughs> oh, I eight said different it. teams. I wouldn't take Jay Cutler if he agreed to pay to play for me. I don't want him on. Cutler's I don't think any NFL team wants him anywhere near their roster. Cutler's a perfect one-on-one. But he, 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 the exercise he nailed by making it someone you can cling on to. What do you oh. got at one-on-one? Are you not ready? To I have field? Frank Gore at one-on-one. Oh, and that's I good. That was generous. Oh, a little shot at Greg <laughs> Zinger right back at Greg. One thing about I didn't Vinatieri, have him too much higher actually. I think I had him in the nine. If the Colts draft Saquon Barkley, they will have someone on their roster who wasn't born when Vinatieri started his career. That's awesome. It's pretty wild. Hmm. Um, yeah. So the top 101 free agents list by the scientists uh, should be going live either end of this week or early next week, and we will talk about it on Monday's show. Next week we're going to Indianapolis for the scouting. Goes combine. up Monday. Goes up Monday. We'll talk about it on Monday's show next week, and then we're off to Indy. We'll do two shows at the Combine. Good times. Trevor Simeon, last thing in the news. Next week's NFL Scouting Combine promises to deliver a whirlwind of chatter, gossip, and juicy rumors. The machine is already churning in Denver, where the future of quarterback Trevor Simeon is entirely How about this die? <laughs> Another Mark piece. You're, You're just simply, busy. Apparently someone worked here this week, and someone did not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport reported Wednesday. Simeon. Ex- I could type that in my sleep expected. at this point. NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport in my sleep. or I could be heavily drugged up and write and type that out in four seconds. <laughs> expected to be available through a trade as the Broncos look to uh, make big changes in their quarterback room. Some smart team will pick up Trevor Simeon for peanuts while someone else pays Mike Glennon money for A.J. McCarron. Mm. I was looking at... No, outside of quarterbacks that are set to hit free agency, the list of ingrained backups right now, and Trevor Simeon, for all the hate on him last season, the better aspects of Trevor Simeon, I looked at potentially Jacoby Brissett, if you really love him, or Nick Foles as the only two guys that I can think of right now as backups that I would want over Simeon. It wouldn't shock me at all if Simeon went Case Keenum on the league one year. Hmm. The Bills, I agree. The Bills, people have guessed as a possible... Uh, destination? Did he, he had some crossover with Mike McCoy, so maybe Arizona could make some sense. And you're right, I can I could imagine at this point they would just take like a sixth round pick for Trevor Simeon. And yeah, he's going to need to be surrounded with the kind of stuff that Keenum was surrounded with, especially a solid offensive line. But I think he can play. And it's it's Elway's ego probably tied into keeping Paxton Lynch. But are they letting the better quarterback out the door? Because everything we've seen from Paxton Lynch, I understand. The, maybe the potential there. It has been a wild, hot mess on the field. Well, if you're going to draft a quarterback in the first round, what, you already say be a culprit, right? Anyway, yeah. isn't it? So, what do you? I think why would you be exactly. holding on to I think they're Lynch. assuming Paxton Lynch that they maybe in a future world. Let's see if Paxton Lynch ever develops. He doesn't have much value at this point, anyways, and that he's going to be the backup to whoever they hopefully, in their mind, sign in free agency. That's what's happening in the news. Uh, as you heard earlier in the show, Mark and Greg combined to write half a banger. Two posts that equaled half a banger. No, no, half a, no that would be a fourth banger. banger each. Half a banger each. We, we each wrote oh, half a banger. Oh, added up to a I mean, that's a, that's a slight to say that we wrote a quarter of a banger. I misunderstood. Each. Okay. So you each wrote a half banger. It equaled a full banger. In theory, the reader will decide. that We're being maybe even being generous, but that's how we're touting it. The headline writer is not their best day. Free agency fund, comma, AFC, colon. And then, uh, Greg, your piece, free agency fund, comma, NFC, colon. You what take we it, we take it up in, with some people downstairs. We don't get involved not, with the headline. Yeah. You just send in the copy. <laughs> I'm going to crack some skulls downstairs about this. Send in the this. copy. Uh, you got to sell it, baby, to make it sizzle. All right. 
Mark, we'll start. <laughs> no. We'll start with you in the AFC. We could jump around, right? We go whatever. Yeah, let's just the fun ones because all of yeah. them. I, I don't think we need you know every single one. Yeah, so I'll, I'll start. Where are the fun let's, ones? Let's go through th- all thirty-two. No, please do not. So I'll, I'll with start with Andrew you. Norwell. No, <laughs> I'll start with you, Mark. Anywhere you want to go. Uh, which one to you? As you were writing it, you you know got a little hot in the pants. You said, "Ooh, this is a good one." I don't know if any of them gave me that sensation uh. um, at the time, but I will say <laughs> that I, th- I thought of you when I think people would have said, oh, of course he's going to give Kirk Cousins to the Browns and write some flowery paragraph how they haven't had a quarterback since Bernie Kosar. <laughs> F that. I gave him to the Jets, baby. Yeah, I like I gave it, him baby. to your I Jets. Like I like I, when Dan asks if any of them made you feel hot in the pants, you immediately said, well, one of them made me think of you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was sentence later. That was a sentence or two after that. I, I think the Jets Strike make a lot a of sense. Though. They really seem, unless all of this is just, for some reason, you're putting up a smoke screen for no reason. No They've way. got the money. They've got the need. Mike McCagnin, I think if he doesn't make a big splash in the quarterback scenario this year, is gone. The guy is gone. You've already drafted two quarterbacks, and if you draft a third and he flames out, you're in deep trouble. So you go after Kirk Cousins. I think it's a fit, barring the fact that Kirk Cousins, as some people in this room believe, would never want to go there. (laughs) Speaking of (laughs) Mark's Mark's copy, this move has to happen because – this fan base deserves a dose of human joy before mysterious interstellar object 2017 BR12 <laughs> takes out Earth What's in fiery blink. There is a massive object. I've been, been doing some research. Another What's one. Happening? It seems like every two weeks there's an object heading towards Earth. This is the latest object that could wipe out humanity. So you didn't you didn't give the quarterback to the Browns like everyone expected, but you did end the the planet. Well, Again, I, no, poor no, 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 no. What my point was, I think it will pass by. As every, I think most of these are probably fake. It's just like, quick, get your priorities in order. Thanks. A big rock is that. maybe coming by, but it's like never hits, never happens. We keep going on doing get the same priority day. That's the last. Thing. I'm just saying the Jets. They deserve. If, if you say this about the Browns, it's so do the Jets. I mean, you got to go back to early childhood when the Jets actually had a quarterback of note. Um, you. And it would be very Jets if they won this like big time quarterback sweepstakes, and then the world ended. It would be very Jets, but like. I think it makes a lot of sense. Or if he uh, was just like the 17th best quarterback. Well, that maybe we'll take is, it. that's <laughs> I'll take it. Right? Trust yeah. me. Take it. Yeah. I will take it. Yeah. Um, no, but I think this is why it makes it. First of all, they're definitely going to go after him hard. I think if your management, which I guess is Christopher Johnson, very good ownership set up for the Jets, not Woody right now, who's in England uh, or France or something. Um, it's definitely you, the UK. <laughs> you believe in Mike McCagnin. Uh, but maybe you don't believe him. It's all the same. Maybe the uh, Christian Hackenberg thing <laughs> spooked you in terms of quarterback acquisition at this point. So you don't trust your GM a little bit to nail the quarterback pick, but hand out a ton of money and then let uh, Big Mac do better work uh, with non-quarterback positions in the draft, which he's had some success in the draft in his two. And to his credit, he took a ton of abuse last offseason by releasing guys like Darrell Revis and a bunch of other people that went on to do very little around the league to create this cap space. Yeah. If you're if you're Kirk Cousins, though, Jeremy Bates, have some history, I guess, that it could make some sense. Not much of an offensive line. Certainly not a history of success or great ownership. I just feel like he's going to be able to get paid. If you're him, why would you make that choice? Unless it's, unless it's just so much more money than the other teams, and then right. maybe that's why you make that choice. All right. Throw out another one, Greg. Uh, let's start with uh, a guy that was in the news again from Rap Sheet today, Sheldon Richardson, who he believes will not get tagged uh, by the Seahawks. I threw him over to Atlanta, running a similar style defense to the Seahawks, and a team that's going to want to re- replace Don Terry Poe and loves to make big splash, make bold moves in free agency, and to me, put Sheldon Richardson next to Grady Jarrett, and that's... Uh, that's a defensive tackle duo that you're cooking with gas. Thomas Dimitrov, their GM, has a very rigorous policy on character. That's a fair point. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. He about might that. not look at it as a fun free agency fit. But you do. So he'd be cool with like... Although he did keep bringing back, you know, guys who keep failing drug suspensions and stuff. But this, yeah, I was going to say, there was that one time Sheldon Richardson drove like 130 miles per hour with a kid in the back seat. But like, maybe he'd overlook that. I don't know. In this case. If Richardson does get... It's funny how hard it is to really ruin your free agency value. And who knows? Maybe we'll be wrong. But despite everything over the last few years with him off the field, and even on the field where he's been uh, vaguely disappointing, 
I would expect him to make a ridiculous amount of money if he makes it to free agency. I, the only thing, though, is with— Not the, many good players do. With the rap sheet report, I mean, if you're not going to tag him— and they, that Seahawks team hasn't tagged someone since 2010, and it was a kicker. So maybe that's not how they like to do business, but you must feel pretty confident with both sides saying they want to make it happen that— are negotiations already happening? A deal could be coming soon. Like you're going to lose Sheldon Richardson, you might lose Clive, you might lose, uh, you might lose Cam Chancellor, my, my, Michael Bennett could be gone potentially. Like what? What is the state of this defense if you let keep letting these guys go? Earl Thomas and Richard Sherman are two guys who people think could be available in a potential trade. I mean, you would think wanna... Richardson would be a guy in theory because he's younger that, that you would build around. Yeah, I think the deterioration of well, the exodus of star players in Seattle's defense is one of the stories of the offseason. Right. See if it – and we don't really know how many people it's going to be. Averill, we expect to get cut, hasn't happened. You know, none of these moves have actually happened yet. The Earl Thomas thing has been very quiet, but I, I think there's – a. and I, I mentioned it a little on the last show and I wrote about I think there's an expectation from a lot of people – in the NFL and insiders like Ian, that there's going to be a, a ton of trades and the Seahawks would be a team you would look to as, as being one of the teams that would be doing that. Here's an interesting one uh, on Mark's list. Um, Malcolm Butler, you know, he's leaving uh, new England and they're going to have a void there. And they just got embarrassed in the super bowl, their defense. So I would not be surprised at all if they try to make a big splash and add uh, more heat to their secondary. You have Kyle Fuller who finished his season very well with the bears uh, getting a deal uh, with the Patriots to help shore up their defensive backfield. I kind of like that. You yeah. can see it. I, I, a pricey secondary there. Yeah. Not that. I mean, Is he going to get a ton of money, Kyle Fuller? How much money should any of them be getting after the Super Bowl we witnessed? I think Kyle Fuller is going to get paid. Yeah. If he doesn't get the franchise tag, and I think, I think there's a, a decent chance just because they have so much cap room, and if they truly want to keep him around, it's got to be an option at least. I think he's going to get paid because there's only so many above average starting cornerbacks available. Malcolm Butler certainly would be one. I used him. I used. I reused Malcolm Butler though. Where did you put him? I gave him to Detroit. Gave him to old Matt Patricia, Bob Quinn. I they, like that they know fit. him. They've seen him. They've seen him be a top ten type of quarterback in, in 2015, 2016. It, that he might be a buy low candidate. We'll see because of everything that's happened. He had kind of a down year in the way that it ended. Maybe he's not going to get paid. Are um, Malcolm Butler and Matt Patricia cool? Well, that was the question. We we had a network hit that got deep six due to other programming, but that was my my question. That was like Matt we had Patricia, Jarvis, who yeah. just had Malcolm Butler, had to deal with Malcolm Butler being benched during the Super Bowl. So that was was that a Belichick decision, and Patricia had to just sit there and have egg on his well, face. Well, I mean, even everyone's assuming that the Patriots. I think the way the Patriots run, they'd probably take Malcolm Butler back at the right price. They're they're. You know, I don't know if they believe that whatever he did, it was a decision that they made, and they clearly didn't appreciate what was going on. But they're kind of a bottom line value type of team, and I, I believe if if the price was right, I would hope that they would still want Butler. I desperately want the the Lions to become an interesting team. Yes. Step one: bring Malcolm Butler in. Step two: when the Dolphins cut and Dominic and Sue, bring him back. Bring him back. Now we're cooking Ooh. with gas. Interesting. A lot of cooking with gas talk. <laughs> It's you know, hot, it's a lot hot, of that hot new phrase. I like you t- cook it with a green egg. Then oh cook yeah, it with the green egg, smoking with smoking with the green egg. Smoking. Now we're cooking egg. with charcoal. You know what I miss? I Lump miss charcoal. I miss Dominican Sue like committing misdemeanors on Thanksgiving. Bring it back. You get him back in Detroit. Let's have some fun again. Let's get filthy. Matt Schaub may not agree with you, but <laughs> I've got a fit that I like here on Mark's list. It's not going to be up in neon lights like headlining the article, but. Nate Solder following that New England to Houston pipeline after the Texans traded Dwayne Brown. They have a massive hole at left tackle, and if they want to pave the way for a Deshaun Watson bounce-back season after the ACL surgery, you're going to need better pass protection. Nate Solder makes sense for them. He already played under Bill O'Brien, as Mark pointed out in the article. It's a fit that makes sense. They also potentially need a guard, another guard, and another tackle. So you've got to start somewhere. Solder could make an insane amount of money because there are literally no other starting tackles available starting if left Matt tackles. Khalil can get 11 like there's here. not another one and here's a guy with a great pedigree he's gonna he ain't retiring put it that way right he's, Texans he's have not, a ton of capital but he too. might have to make a decision he took a below market deal to stay in New England last time around it was believed that was partly due unfortunately to his 
um, child who has, a, I believe, a rare form of cancer. He's still battling with it. He, you know, he's in the Boston area. It's not something you almost want to speculate about, but he, you know, you have to. It's a big decision to up and leave, bring your family to a whole new place. Again, I think there's some thought that that might be an influence on him just staying in New England. Well, that's a different situation entirely. Uh, I think they make a lot of sense. Even though he is turning 30 and, you know, offensive linemen, big dudes like that may not age well, although Andrew Whitworth is an exception right there. Who knows? Maybe Solder plays well in his 30s. Um, The Texans could be – I feel like this has come up a couple times in the last few years. I feel like they're an AFC sleeper team next year if they have a nice free agency, have a nice draft class, and things fall the right way. So go get a, a left tackle. Yeah, I mean, Joe Thomas is 33. Brown. And remember how they just in our lobby were playing that Patriots-Texans game where Houston nearly nipped New England and took that thing. And they were one of the, the, one of the few AFC teams that I thought, despite their record at the time, that they could overtake New England if they met them in the playoffs. They were that exciting with Deshaun Watson and so forgettable because of the disaster that occurred after. Yeah, they, need, they have a lot of work to do on both sides of the ball, really. But with Watson, you feel like anything's possible. I'll throw out a quarterback, uh, yeah, not quite like Deshaun Watson, but I think could get the home crowd excited, potentially in Arizona. That's where I put Teddy Bridgewater. It's a total risk. No one knows if what he's going to be like, and only the Vikings really know how he looked in practice last year. But that felt like maybe it would be a good fit for him and for them just as a one-year tryout. Let's... Let's see what this guy looks like. They're kind of starting from scratch at quarterback, and it seems like maybe maybe get a guy like Bridgewater, you draft someone, and you see what happens. What about – because they talked they – they have no quarterbacks at all. So you get him, and maybe you make a move for someone like a Josh Allen, where like you can – Josh Allen is probably not a week one starter, although I feel like with every one of these guys, they're starting by week five, and I'm done with that narrative. But like you could you – could, you may have Teddy for even a season or, or more – and start him, and then you bring Josh Allen in down the road. Well, going back to the Larry Fitzgerald thing, I really think they're going to want to have a guy they could plug in who's a veteran that can make some noise potentially. Bridgewater makes sense as like a, a boomer bust feels strong because they're not going to give him a ton of money. But, uh, Greg, you even wrote in the piece that you think he has the highest ceiling of any free agent quarterback available, which led to some scientist heat downstairs. <laughs> I disagree, but why do, why do you say yeah, that? Yeah, as, as did the editor, as did Wes. Um, <laughs> I I think Teddy Bridgewater showed in his first two seasons uh, a trajectory of a really strong starting quarterback, not unlike the trajectory that we've seen from a lot of talented young quarterbacks over the last couple years in their first two seasons, Mariota, Winston, similarly. I think he's underrated in terms of his deep ball, certainly underrated in terms of what he added with his athleticism. Now, is that guy coming back? I don't know, but no one knows. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I think it's in the realm of possibility that he gets a long-term deal at some point in his career that's great and that he does reestablish himself as a quarterback. I'm not going to put a limit on him that that's not possible. And I think he's shown enough tape and intelligence and everything you know about him that he does have a chance to be a top 10 what quarterback. About, what about the idea? How do we know he doesn't have a well, chance? How about the idea that the, the Vikings, I guess we don't know for sure, but seem to be okay with him leaving the building? Who got well, a better I don't know. look at him in the past year? That, that will be telling. Minnesota. We'll see. We'll see. We lost Greg for a minute. Every- Greg, Greg, Greg's comment was he wanted to see what will happen. So yeah. there you go. We'll see what they think. By the way, how about, after. how about Dolphins fans? Remember, uh, the, you know, them deciding not to chase after Drew Brees because of his injury 240 years ago. How did that turn out? I would just sorry about that. By the way, Greg. Well, no, I'm wearing. It's a good your way head. to shut someone out of the your, show, Dan. Your headset. Yeah. Now, see, I like, thought I don't we, like what Greg's saying. <laughs> just hit the cough button on him. I thought we were going to just cut that part of the show out, but now it's just in. Now take, we're talking about it. Take the inverse of everything Greg said about Teddy Bridgewater, and that's what I believe. The you're exact not, opposite. You're not buying Bridgewater's arc. Well, Greg's in denial about Teddy Bridgewater's arm strength, first of all, and. <laughs> I think he's probably the biggest injury risk I've seen at quarterback in the past, I don't know, 10 years, 15 years. But that's going to be baked into his contract. I'm not saying that you have to pay him $20 million a year. By injury risk, I mean that really limits his ceiling. I don't think there's any chance he's coming back anywhere close to what he was before that how, how How do we know? This is something that there's no certainty to me at all about it. I mean, there's no certainty in any predictions like this, but this one especially. One thing we no, know no is that know. one thing we know is that injuries of that caliber lead to more leg injuries because of Fair. overcompensation. Who would you pour money into? Him, Teddy Bridgewater, or Case Keenum? Sam Bradford. 
Wow. So what? speak on that, because I feel like uh, no one's talked about Bradford this offseason at all as an interesting pickup, and he might be a guy that ends up in Arizona. I think Arizona is a place where I could see a former Vikings quarterback. I don't know which one it's going to be, but it feels like one of them could be there. Another major knee issue. So why, why would you spend on Bradford after a season where his knees were so mysterious that he like could move around, but they just refused to play him. Well, first of all, he came back and was immediately inserted above Bridgewater, yep. which tells me that his knee is fine right now or, or good enough to play. Second of all, as well as Keenum played last year, the best game played by a Vikings quarterback was Sam Bradford in week one against the Saints. And that's on top of a 2016 season in which he led the NFL in completion rate and was statistically the best downfield passer in the league or the most efficient downfield passer in the league. I think he showed true advancement as a player in those two years in Minnesota. And it might be a small sample size, but it showed me enough that I'd rather take a chance on him, much rather take a chance on him than Bridgewater. It's tough because his last time you saw him on the field was so depressing and horrible, and they thought he was ready to – he thought he was ready to play again then. I think that was week five or six when they finally shut him down after that. But you're right. Maybe he comes and has another healthy year, and that would be worth a lot. I mean, John Filippo, their new OC, worked with Bradford before he was traded away from Philadelphia good to point. Minnesota. That's either going to be good for him or not good for I him. I think it would be good. It might good. be. Um, one other move I wanted to throw out there is – Sebastian Janikowski was a free agent. Seabass going to Tampa. I love Ooh, it. I like that. You know, I love kicker talk. You know, I love the the Bucks hard knock season. It's that team is being blown up. By the way, that so many people, myself included, really uh, came to adore. A lot of guys on that team. Chris Baker out of there, as we know. Doug Martin gone. Uh, you had the disaster at kicker with Robbie Aguayo and then Nick Folk. Uh, you get Seabass in there, some stability, and you get a, a name brand to kicker, which doesn't happen too often. They're, that franchise is in a weird spot right now because they're interesting for what they're kind of in a transition phase, but they were so hard to watch last year. They were one of the most difficult teams to watch, but I, I kind of want to see what they do to turn that team around. Check out uh, both pieces, two half bangers that equal the banger, <laughs> which if, if for no other reason, if you're just... Yes. <laughs> That's the half banger bangers. Oh, those are the bangers. Oh, yeah. Uh, if For no other reason, if you've ever wondered what a half banger reads like, well, read either of those bangers. There you go. What half if bangers. they both wrote bangers and it makes it a double banger? That's, well, of it's course, possible. self-scouting tells us. say someone wrote three quarters of a banger, one wrote a quarter. Whoa. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I, maybe I wrote the quarter. I'm just saying, you know, how do we know it splits down the middle? That's that's assuming things. I think we I think we maximized what we could do with this piece. You know, it's ultimately just kind of throwing some darts against the board. This is navel-gazing. It was like kind of like, um, you, know, in, you know, in figure skating, going to bring it back to the Olympics. Nice this? callback. It's like some of them... They only have a, a total potential score yeah. that can get them into sixth. You know what I mean? Like, even sure. if they're perfect, they don't <laughs> – this is like that article. The total potential score can only get you, you know, just off the medal stand. There you go. Clicks disappearing by the minute. <laughs> uh, all right. So we'll be back tomorrow, Friday. So short turnaround for our next show. Uh, we are taking questions for the mailbag. So – Hit us up, uh, the Around the NFL. Our handles, you can, can as well, but uh, also the Around the NFL Twitter handle. Just use the hashtag ATN Mailbag, and we will hopefully get to your question, if it's worth a damn. Mm. You could be asking a terrible question. That's up to you. Here's an example of a terrible question. If the four heroes were stuck on an island, who would like be killed first? We don't want that question. Who would be the lone survivor? Who, well, who keeps asking these questions? Well, it's just strange that the human mind is wired in such a way that that, that question has occurred to <laughs> 450 different Twitter followers. Why Yeah. Why is that the one question? They always want to pit us against each other. That's what it's about. But it's always the it's island. It's always who would survive. It's, just it's always some type of dystopian hellscape where we have to murder each other. Well, we're not going to answer that question ever, so just stop asking it. But anything else is fair game. You'd have to decide who would taste the best, and that's a disgusting proposition. Yeah, you would have to go back to meat. That's disgusting, I imagine, no matter who the body is. Well, Mark has tattoos, so he would taste inky. <laughs> How many tattoos do you have? Like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> like one miniature tiny tattoo on my shoulder. If I learned one thing from today's show, is that Mark would taste inky. I don't know. 
I would. I like that. I like that because then I would not be on the radar to be killed by you on said island. Well, uh, my Vaughn. well, now we've answered. Now that. we're answering the question. I'm borderline gaunt, so I don't think anybody wants to be eating me. Is uh, this good gonna... news for Dan and Greg. Yeah, and no one's going to eat Greg, so everybody's <laughs> just going to be feasting on my body. <laughs> well, lay off. Not, I'm on the Peloton not now. Appealing. All right. <laughs> eating the fat guy. That's what. That's how. It's... Are you happy, <laughs> listeners? Oh, we've got a title for this episode at least eating the fat guy <laughs> uh so yeah we'll be back friday mailbag friday fun times um that's it this is dan hansis signing off oh we'll talk about Lindsay's situation tomorrow signing off dan hansis for quiet storm the mailman the old boss and Lindsay Fulton behind the glass till friday You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.